0: You are Locked On Giants, your daily podcast on the New York Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Locked On Giants. I'm Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, along with Pat Traina of Inside Football, The Athletic, Forbes, and uh, a host of, of other places. Patty, how are you on this uh, on this off season uh, Friday?
0: Doing well, Ed. Happy Friday to everybody, and uh, hope the off season. We made it through the first week of the downtime, and uh, we're one week closer to football.
1: Yes, we are, and Patty. What we're going to do occasionally uh, throughout the the off season is we're going to. Uh, to, to reach out to uh, some of the folks who write about and talk about uh, some of the teams that uh, that the Giants will be facing this fall, and today uh, we have joining us uh, Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers to uh, to chat with us about the Carolina Panthers. Bill, how are you today? Good guys, how are you guys doing? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem at all. Patty, uh, why don't you, uh, we'll bounce some questions off Bill. Uh, you know, there's quite a connection these days between the Giants and the Panthers. We'll run some questions past Bill, and uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and start?
0: Okay, Bill, thanks again for coming on with us. Um, I- I'd like to start off, actually, before we get into the Panthers, I'd like to kind of do a crossover type of question in that the Giants have acquired through the offseason several Panthers. Um, Teddy Williams is one. Um, I think there's another. I'm trying to think who the other ones are. Jonathan on, Stewart. The players that have Yes, Jonathan Stewart, I can't forget him. Can you just, um, based on, on your coverage and your knowledge of those guys, what do they bring potentially to the Giants? And and uh, were you surprised that the Panthers didn't retain those guys?
2: Well, I'll start with Stewart. You know, not not too much of a surprise that they moved on from him. You know, there was, they saved a few million dollars by getting rid of Stewart and, you know, getting up there in age he – had some in, he's always had some injury questions, and I think they're ready to kind of give the reins a little bit to Christian McCaffrey. So not a whole not a whole surprise with Jonathan Stewart leaving Carolina, but I think he kind of adds, you know, still some nice depth. You know, he's still productive. He was still one of the leading rushers for the Panthers last season. So I think he can come in with the Giants and um, you know Adam because I think because I believe they still. I'm trying to remember their running backs off the top of my head. I think they still have Paul Perkins. I'm trying to remember who, if they just cut somebody recently. Um,
0: yeah, they put Perkins on uh, non-football injury. He's got a pectoral injury.
2: That's what it was. Okay, thank you. I, I wasn't sure. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I appreciate it, but um, you know, so Stewart, you know, especially with that with Perkins, you know, Stewart's a guy that can come in. Give you a few touches, help you move the ball. Obviously, it's all—all all this is behind Saquon Barkley, but you know, for—for for a cheap option to come in and spell Barkley, I think Stewart can be just fine. Um. And.
1: Bill, let me ask you uh, another sort of crossover question. Um, you know, we know that. Uh, you know that Dave Gettleman has you know spent several years in uh, in Carolina. Um, your thoughts on his? I know it didn't end well uh, for for him in, in you know with the Panthers. But your your thoughts on Gettleman's time in in Carolina and whether or not you thought he did a a good job? You know, building that roster there.
2: Yeah, you could definitely see. Gettleman did fine. uh, The constant playoff, the constant, um, always competing for playoffs. I think it's four out of five years now at this point that the Panthers have been in the playoffs. Uh, You could really see, obviously his focus was the defensive line. That's really where the, the strength of this team has really come from with guys like K1 Short and Starwood Tulele, and he's now in Buffalo. But a, and, of course, spending a first round pick a couple of years ago on Vernon Butler. Now, you know, Butler's a guy that needs to kind of step up a little bit, kind of show he can still produce. Hasn't really broken out yet in the first couple of years. But, obviously, a lot of the talent, even going back to, you know, starting with a guy like Luke Keekley, that's kind of where it all begins. You know, getting, getting the centerpiece of your defense and kind of building around him, Um, obviously secondary has been kind of a question mark in terms of you know Bradbury was fine but haven't really had to haven't really been able to find some kind of talent opposite him after you let Josh Norman go but overall I think Gettleman's been okay and you know, you can definitely see now with the Giants he's really kind of taking things into his own into his own hands you know there was a lot of talk of whether the Giants would move out of that number two pick or if the team would trade up. But he held his ground and um, stuck with Barkley. And I just want to go back quick, if I could, about Russell Shepard. I forgot to mention him. I'm sorry. So if I could talk to him quick. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I definitely I thought Shepard was definitely an underrated player in Carolina. He had, he had his moments. I uh, think he's definitely a guy that, you know, can come in as, Maybe like the number four receiver there with the Giants. You know, obviously you have the the big trio there, as it were. All those you know guys like, obviously Odell Beckham and Evan Ingram. But I think Shepard, as your as a backup slot guy, I think in this kind of offense, there's definitely some opportunity for him, especially now with you know the new head you know head head coach and Pat Shermer. So I think he's one of those kind of underrated cheap signings that can kind of come in and give you some good reps, maybe give you a good couple games here and there. So, you know, as, like I said, as far as cheap signings, you know, you talk about a lot of the headlines are the bigger names, but, you know, I think Shepherd's going to be a nice fit there. It'll be interesting to see how he kind of holds himself there.
0: Sounds good. Um, th- okay, so now I'd like to ask you about the Panthers. Now, you know the big sto- one of the big stories for the Panthers was you guys lost uh, Andrew Norwell on that offensive line. How big of a loss really is that? And and what have they done to to kind of uh, reset that offensive line? And is you know where does it stand on the concern meter as far as you're concerned?
2: Yeah. To me, that was a big loss, absolutely. You know, Norwell really played like one of the better guards in the league last season. I didn't expect him to be re-signed, though, because they did give a lot of money to Trey Turner, and I don't think they really wanted to justify giving two huge contracts to two guards, especially now that they're in contract talks with Darrell Williams, and, of course, still have a big contract with Matt Khalil. Uh as far as replacing him, it looks like it's going to be more of an in house option. You know, it's been Amini Silatolu and Taylor Moten that have been really getting the bulk of the first team reps throughout the spring at left guard. There's even been some times where both of them have gotten first team reps at the same time because there have been moments where Trey Turner would be on the sideline, so they would have. I believe, Moton at left guard and Silatolu at right guard. They did sign Jonathan Serlis of Minnesota, signed a couple of rookie free agents, including Taylor Hearn of Clemson. But from what I gather, it's likely going to be either uh, Manny Silatolu or Taylor Moten. I kind of hope it's Taylor Moulton. I've been riding him for a while. I've been a fan of his since his time at Western Michigan. So personally I'd like to see him get a shot, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rivera sides with Sila Tolu as kind of you know, the one that's been there longer. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be the the fun battle I think to watch in the training camp is between those two. You know, again maybe Cerlis jumps in but likely gonna be one of those two.
1: Bill, let me ask you this. I mean, if we look at at Norwell Perhaps as, as the biggest loss, you know, for, for Carolina, you know, dur- during the off season, and, and you know, correct me if you think that's that's not right. But
2: oh, no, I agree absolutely.
1: Season, what did you really like about what the Panthers have done this off season?
2: Well, one of the, I'll start with one of the underrated signings. I think in free agency, I, I think signing C.J. Anderson to more or less replace Jonathan Stewart. Um you know, he had productive time in, in Denver. He, he had, I think, a couple thousand-yard seasons. But Denver seemed like they were ready to move with Devontae Booker. And um, they drafted Royce Freeman out of Oregon. So Anderson was kind of pushed to the side, as it were. But him coming in to to kind of spell or take some work from Christian McCaffrey, I think you're going to be looking at a nice stable there. Um, also, you look at the draft. I really like the DJ Moore draft draft pick. Excuse me. Um, he was the best best receiver in the Big Ten, arguably the best receiver in this class. Uh, you could you could definitely make the argument that he's the best playmaker that they've had since Steve Smith left and it's something that this Panthers team has really needed for a couple of years now. So they finally have somebody that can come in and be all over the field, you know, instead of just having two six, five guys that they had with Funchess and Kelvin Benjamin. And then Dante Jackson in the second round uh, has been coming in competing for the starting cornerback spot opposite Bradbury uh, between him and Cockrell, and, um, and a couple others, I think it's going to be another another fun battle to watch. And, you know, hopefully that all that competition kind of produces a lot better results than what they had last year out of Daryl Worley. And then Ian Thomas in the fourth, Jermaine Carter in the fifth, Kendrick Norton in the seventh are all guys that I was also fans of. So I, I think overall, especially with the draft class, I thought the Panthers did a real nice job in kind of, Rebuilding and trying to stay in the hunt of this NFC South race.
0: Bill, let's uh, hop over to the defensive side. And, and uh, for years, the linebackers uh, on the Panthers was a strength. This year, Thomas Davis has a four-game suspension he has to serve. Luke Keekley you know, an outstanding inside linebacker, but he's had some concussion issues and whatnot. How concerned are you about the state of the Panthers' linebackers going into the 2018 season?
2: Yeah, you bring up a good point, Pat. You know, with all the concussions that Luke Keekley has, you know, one good shot really could ultimately end his career. Unfortunately, you know. We know how serious these concussions are, and I even talked about this on, a, on another podcast the other day. Um, it's not just the fact that he missed, like, maybe one game with a concussion. He would have to miss multiple weeks. So you have to wonder if there's some lingering effects to some of these concussions. Uh, as far as Thomas Davis, yeah, the, the suspension is definitely going to be – definitely going to hurt, but I think you're going to see – a lot more Shaq Thompson. I think you're also going to see a lot more nickel situations, especially in the first four games. You also expect to see more Captain Butterlin or Colin Jones or even Cornelder, whoever ends up being, whether it's a third safety, third corner, what have you. But, yeah, I, I think this is definitely the time where you're going to start to see Shaq Thompson really become more of a leader um, you might see a little bit of David Mayo kind of in that reserve role. And then you know, I, I mentioned Jermaine Carter. I'm excited to see if he can start to step up and begin, development, begin developing into kind of that David Mayo role, that top reserve backer, uh, maybe down the line get a couple starts, maybe not this year, but turn himself into a player that this team can rely on if, say, something happens to Luke Keekley. In in the future,
1: Bill. Last question uh, from me, at least. Um, I need to ask you. You know, when it comes to the Giants, you know, everybody talks about uh, you know Eli Manning, and there's been you know for years and years, it's been you know what kind of player is Eli Manning. Let me spin that to uh, the Carolina Panthers at this point. Uh, What? do you see out of cam newton where would you put him you know if you were to tier you know nfl quarterbacks at this point i mean is he still you know a guy that can take a team to a super bowl is he still you know in your mind one of the one of those top tier you know quarterbacks or is he at a point in his career where you know we're coming off 2017 where he has a lot to prove about the kind of player that that he that he can that he can be
2: yeah, that seems to be kind of the
1: hot topic for discussion lately is
2: ranking these quarterbacks, especially a guy like Cam Newton. Uh, if if I were to rank the quarterbacks, I'd probably put Cam Newton probably somewhere in the top ten. He's best, you know. He's not in that upper tier. You know, I would have guys like Russell Wilson and maybe Matt Ryan, maybe even Carson Wentz, kind of those guys ahead of Cam Newton. But he's still a talented player, and he's still a guy that, you know, he's he makes the throws when he needs to. He's been carrying the offense for a couple of years. Uh, did he take this team to a Super Bowl? He he could, you know. I, but I I think you could see the windows, like kind of slightly starting to close. You know, it's not, you know, I'm not going to say it's completely shutting or this team only has like. One or two years left to make a Super Bowl run, but you know he—he he really is the leader of this offense. I mean, last season he was the leading rusher, as well as you know, basically carrying the team on his back through the air. So, yeah, I—I I, I would definitely be fine having a quarterback like Cam Newton carry my team. Like I said, I—I I would still probably consider him a top ten quarterback, probably not top five, maybe in that kind of seven to ten range.
0: the last question from me um, I know it's early the 53 man rosters are not set injuries can obviously happen but can you give me a matchup or two that you are particularly looking forward to when the Giants and the and the panthers square off
2: I'll probably I could probably think of a couple I don't want I don't know if I want to I can single out just one. I think there's definitely a couple to look forward to. Um, You know, the returning, you know, Odell Beckham, good to see that he's going to be at practice. Him against James Bradbury, whichever cornerback he goes up against, is always a fun battle. Uh, That linebacking core against Saquon Barkley, you know, how how is Saquon Barkley going to go up against some of these NFL front sevens? So I think. The way they attacked him is going to be interesting. Uh, same lineback the linebackers and the safeties. Maybe a guy like Mike Adams or whoever against Evan Ingram. You know, Evan Ingram in just one year has already become one of those guys that's going to be difficult to match up against. So I think there's definitely. And then you know, you flip to the other side of the ball. Let's say uh, you know even DJ Moore against what's become a very good Giants secondary. You know, this is going to be kind of one of those tough tests for this rookie receiver, you know, to kind of to kind of show that he wasn't just a college product, or uh, you know, again, Christian McCaffrey against that defensive line. I, I think there's definitely a lot of a lot of matchups here between these two teams. You know, the, especially with the Giants kind of being an up-and-comer, really. You know, last year was definitely more like a fluke season. I think there's definitely a lot of talent. I'm really interested to see how that defense would match up against this Giants offense
1: and all the talent that they have. Hey, Bill, we appreciate your time. Uh, folks, be sure to check out uh, Bill's Bill's work at, at LockedOnPanthers.com. And, Bill, is there uh, any place else that, that folks can find you that, that you want to tell them about uh, before we let you go?
2: Yeah, Locked on Panthers, Panthers Wire, uh, Bengals Wire—kind of the three main spots I'm at right now. So, but so yeah, really appreciate you guys having me on. It was great talking to you, and you know, really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Bill.
0: We appreciate you, Bill. Thank you, Thank you so much.
2: You. No problem. Thank you.
1: All right, Patty, nice to uh, get a little info on uh, on one of the teams that the Giants will play this year, and also, you know, when, when you think about Carolina, you think about a team where there's just so much crossover, you know, right now between the, the Giants and the Panthers with, you know, from the top down, Dave Gettleman, you know, Mike Shula, so many players on the roster, you know, that, that the Giants brought from Carolina, so uh, that's that's. You know, it's, I think it's Week Five that those that the teams play, and uh, and you know, it's one of the matchups to look forward to this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, it's always a fun. It's always a fun uh, matchup with the Panthers. I know they're not in the same division, but you know, now, like I said, because you have that history between the two, you know, the crossover, if you will. I know some people refer to the Giants as the Panthers of the North, and you know, just you know, it, it, it's. If it's a good football game, and I think it will be, um, it should be for a fun game.
1: All right, Patty. Uh, with that said, Giants fans, I think we'll call uh, we'll call this one a show, and we'll be back to you again next week as we uh, continue to try to uh, give you your your football fix throughout this uh, this slow period of.